Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the 420th edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. And we're coming at you this week from our studio on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. And this is the place where technology meets entertainment. Last week, I did a story about the growth of electric cars and how good that was for the community and the environment and everything else. Well, one of our regular listeners, Dane Blair from a company called Grooveworks, who must be in LA because he had to evacuate his home a week ago due to the Getty Center fire and said he'll probably have to wait another month before he can get back into his home, sent me a thought-provoking response. And uh, I put it in my my daily newsletter, and this really generated a bit of heat. So I thought I'd... um, tell you, read to you today what his response was, and then you can, um, I've had people write to me saying, it's a bunch of codswallop, there's nothing correct in it at all, and others saying, yes, this is why the whole um, way we're going with um, global warming is a hoax. So I'll tell you what Dane said, and you can... um, make up your own mind. So Dane starts off by saying, when you're dealing with anything that requires mining and energy, there are always trade-offs. It's always a matter of weighing the return on investment to the environment and the economy. Keep in mind that Germany now has the highest electric cost of any EU country, and that's due to the switch to so-called renewable energy. And rising CO2 emissions as most of their electricity now comes from coal since they shut down the power plants. So the question is, do electric cars really help the environment? Tesla advertises zero emissions, yet more than a third of lifetime CO2 emissions from an electric car comes from the energy used to make the car itself, especially the batteries. The mining of lithium is not a green activity, When an electric car rolls off the production line, it's already been responsible for 25,000 pounds of CO2. The amount for making a traditional car is 16,000 pounds. So he's saying, Dane's saying that um, an electric car uses 9,000 pounds, creates 9,000 pounds of CO2 more than a traditional car. The electricity that these electric cars run off is usually produced by fossil fuel. So electric cars are really coal-powered cars. The Nissan LEAF will have over its 90,000-mile lifetime emitted over 31 metric tonnes of CO2 between its production, consumption and scrapping. A comparable Mercedes CDI A160 over a similar lifetime will admit will emit just three tonnes more of CO2. So if you buy an um, electric car, you're only saving three to five tonnes of CO2 than a traditional combustion engine vehicle. 
On the European trading system, it costs $7 to cut one tonne of CO2. So the, he's so Dane's saying that the entire climate benefit of an electric car is only about $35 over its lifetime. Now, I wonder if Dane has taken into account the um, emissions that are generated by manufacturing hundreds of pieces of steel to build traditional engines. But the US government essentially provides electric car buyers with a subsidy of $7,500. So Dane argues that paying $7,500 for something that saves you $35 is a very poor deal. And that doesn't include the billions more in federal and state grants, loans, tax write-offs that go directly to battery and car makers. Dane continues that the other direct benefit electric cars is supposedly lower pollution. Yet the National Academy of Sciences found that while gas cars pollute closer to home, coal-fired power actually pollutes more, a lot more. The researchers estimate that if US has 10% more gasoline cars on the road, 870 more people will die each year from air pollution. But if the US has 10% more electric electric vehicles on the road, nearly double that amount will die each year from additional air pollution. I find a lot of this very hard to believe, but Of course, electricity from wind and solar can power electric cars without polluting. So won't the perceived ramp up of these renewables make future electric cars much cleaner? Unfortunately, this is wishful thinking, says Dane. Today, the US just gets gets just 14% of its electric power for renewables. In 25 years, the Energy Information Administration projects that it will go up just 3% to 17%. So they're saying that in the next 25 years, the amount of energy generated from renewables will only increase 3%. I'm finding that extremely difficult to believe too. But So while electric car owners may cruise around feeling virtuous, says Dane, the reality is that the electric car cuts almost no CO2, costs taxpayers a fortune and surprisingly generates more air pollution than traditional gasoline cars. Thanks, Dane. I'm not sure that I agree with you. I'm not sure that I don't agree with you either. But um, it's a very thoughtful contribution to the the discussion and I really appreciate it. Now, do you get my daily 30-second read business newsletter? We now have about 1.7 million daily subscribers It takes just 30 seconds to two minutes to read. And every day we tackle a different subject. You know, we talk about advances in medicine to new apps to new technology. We talk about subjects like Hyperloop, autonomous cars, blockchain, cryptocurrency. We talk about everything. And tomorrow's newsletter is about the remarkable convergence of advances in bioengineering and neurology that's resulted in a fast developing way to treat chronic diseases better known as bioelectronic medicine. And you can read all about these phenomenal advances in tomorrow's newsletter. 
So if you're looking for a media vehicle you can trust, and we know you can't trust CNN and MSNBC and Fox and can't trust any of them, but you can trust the Bob Pritchard newsletter. And to get it, all you have to do is go to bobpritchard.com and subscribe. It'll take you about 30 seconds, and uh, you'll get the newsletter as from tomorrow. Now, one day last week, I ran a story about the US-Mexico border wall, and again, I copped a torrent of abuse and more four-letter words than I've ever used in my life, and I'm a pretty prolific swearer. (laughs) I don't understand why people get so bent out of shape over another person's opinion. I think it shows to what level we've stooped in this day and age. So I thought, just to annoy some more people, I thought I would um, repeat what I'd written. I wrote as follows. Although absolutely no border wall has been built on Mexican border yet, despite claims from the White House, a small section of the president's personally selected 18-foot-tall non-penetrable design has been used to repair a small section of existing wall. This... um, new 18-foot-tall non-penetrable wall that the president's been promoting was recently scaled in less than a minute by an eight-year-old girl. Another man climbed the wall while juggling different items in one hand, so he climbed the wall with one hand. And uh, Mr Trump claimed that 20 world-class mountain climbers had told him his chosen prototype was almost impossible to climb. Well, rock climbing organisations right throughout America have been unable to identify any of the experts that the president talked about. Now, smugglers based in Mexico are using $100 cordless power tools to cut large holes in the replacement steel and concrete wall. And they're making holes large enough for adults and large drug loads to be passed through. And this is this is not coming from personal opinion. This is citing U.S. border officials. A Department of Homeland Security test of President Trump's chosen design so the wall could be sawed through readily. In addition to cutting through the walls, smugglers have also repeatedly scaled and climbed over the walls with makeshift ladders. (laughs) One factor of deterrent is electronic sensors that are yet to be added, but could sense where the wall is damaged, therefore triggering repairs. However, one border official said smugglers were already working on tools to hijack and disable these systems. So despite the president's repeated pushes for the wall, environmental and immigration experts have expressed doubts about its possible effects on nearby areas and its overall efficacy. So smugglers are exploiting the bollard-style design that the administration settled on, which has been described as part of a border wall system as agents insist that the wall alone cannot safeguard the border. So there you go. And if you want to um, write in and abuse me, it's bob at bobpritchard.com. I'll be very pleased to delete your message. (laughs) Now, my guest after the break is a really interesting guy. He's a real estate and film entrepreneur, Joey Natolo. (laughs) 
Here's a pretty incredible story. From being raised on the streets of Hollywood to a working-class mum and a father who was a pimp and a heroin addict to making a hell of a lot of money out of real estate and films, then being admitted to a psychiatric hospital, then having a spiritual awakening, and he's now running a huge festival with superstar Akon. As I said, it's a great story, and I'll be back with Joey Natolo in just a moment. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show, where over the past nine plus years, we've given you insight into the lives of some of the world's most interesting business people, and we've spoken about their unique and exciting initiatives. I think we've interviewed somewhere around 450 of the top movers and shakers around the planet. And we talked to them about the products, the projects that they're working on, where they got their inspiration, you know, the services they provide, the challenges they faced. And we try to work out what makes them tick, what makes them unique, what makes them succeed when 99% of all entrepreneurs today fail. Now, real estate and film entrepreneur Joey Natolo, he's got an incredible story. Joey was at the top of his game, making a lot of money and hugely successful, when a spiritual awakening moved him to give away much of the fortune he had amassed over the years. And Joey had not devoted much time to spiritual exploration, having worked hard to elevate his status, and this is the incredible part, is raised on the streets of Hollywood to a working-class mum and a father who was a pimp and a heroin addict. Now, that's a long way behind the eight ball to start. And uh, his wife and children became alarmed when he began hearing voices in what he now describes as a candleening awakening I'm not sure what that means, but we'll ask Joey in a minute. A sudden burst of energy which attuned him to hear and perceive things that others could not. Joey's wife hospitalised him for his own good, but when he experienced what the doctors defined as psychosis, 
it led him to explore within and he became a much more positive person. Now, through meditation and yoga, he regained equilibrium and became compelled to leave his life and business to travel to India and study. Now, just think of that journey from the streets of Hollywood to a huge success in film and real estate, then to give it all up and go to India and study. Now, that's one hell of a transformation. Now, after returning from India, Joey founded The Space Between, and this serves to expand conversation around mental health, awareness, and spirituality. The organization's new podcast series features interviews with celebrities, authors, and thinkers who may have experienced a similar awakening, hoping to encourage a dialogue between mental health practitioners and patients. He sees a potentiality between mental health crisis and a movement to focus on a deeper spiritual awareness. I think we all need to have a deeper spiritual awareness. The world would be a hell of a better place. Now, this coming weekend in Los Angeles, and then next year throughout the country, is an incredible event called Acon Lighting LA. The event's on Friday night and all day Saturday throughout the day and the evening, and it'll bring together seekers from all walks of life, along with leaders and change makers across the areas of mental and holistic health, spirituality, solar energy, ocean conservation, prison reform, and in inmate rehabilitation and healing. Now the event will feature Grammy <laughs> da, 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 start again. The, the event will feature Grammy nominated superstar Akon and DJ sets by Paul Oakenfold and Snoop Dogg known for the weekend as Snoopadelic. Now as you know, we at the Bob Pritchard organization, we're huge supporters of entrepreneurs businesses and artists who really give back to the community to help others. Now, while entry to Acon Lighting LA is by donation only, and we ask you to donate generously for what you're getting, the funds generated will benefit Acon Lighting Africa, a project started by Acon in 2014 that brings solar-powered electricity to millions of households across Africa who have no lighting or power. Now, I belong to Metal Media Entertainment Technology Alpha Leaders in Los Angeles, and we followed Acon's Lighting Africa for several years. We saw him at Metal, I don't know, four or five years ago. He's an unbelievably impressive guy. So funds from your generous donation go to that. And uh, funds also go to Disclosure Fest Foundation, who are most known for their annual free festival and commitment to help Los Angeles with beach and river cleanups, tree plantings and homeless service events, and ASSIST, A-C-I-S-T-E, the American Centre for the Integration of Spiritually Transformative Experiences. Sounds great, huh? Now, my guest today is the organiser of this great event, Joey Natolo. Hi, Joey. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Network. You're being heard you in about 70, 67 or 70 countries around the world. How are you going? Good. Good. 
Now you're great. You're, that's better. <laughs> great. That's that's what we want to hear. <laughs> For those of you listening at about quarter past five in the afternoon, I got to tell you, it's early morning here. I'm sure Joey's had a late night, and. Um, so we're, we're good to be this bright this early. <laughs> yeah. Yours is an extraordinary story. Um, can you give us a sort of snapshot of your early life on the streets of Hollywood and how you then turned those challenges, you know, that the challenges that you must have faced would have been incredible, and we all know how hard it is to succeed, and you became successful in both the film business and real estate. How did you do that? Um. You know, I don't think you really think when you're when you're moving through the the world and trying to figure things out. I think everybody has their own story. Everybody has a difficulty, and um, this is just mine. You know, and I think um, through my experience that I went through, um, uh, it had to do with me being on the street, growing up on the street. Um, due to the fact I wasn't a spiritual person, and my dad was a heroin addict and a pimp. Um, I grew up at the Chateau Marmont as a kid. I was on the street at probably three and a half, four years old, running around. You know, my parents didn't know where I was at. And, um, you know, when, when you're out on the street at such a young age and, and being so young, you, you have a hypersensitivity um, and you start to pick up on things, you know. And being on the street, I didn't, I didn't really look at it as a uh, an, an intuition at the time right. you know something that we all carry but it's something that we all you know we all have it whether we, we you know if we recognize it or not i just at a young age i did not recognize it being on the street sure sure so then how long how long were you on the street at what at what point did you say or create the opportunity to get into film or real estate? How, how did that come about, that transition from being on the street and probably um, having your motivation knocked out of you a bit? Um, how, well, did you, how did you make that transformation? Well, I mean, I, 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 I did, you know, when you're on the street, you do street things, you know, to make money, and, and um, that's what I did. I also... Uh, the ocean was a big, a big a draw for me because I used to live in a bad neighborhood. And so due to the fact my mom would send me to the beach because it would keep me out of trouble most of the time. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I started, you know, doing the things, doing the street to make money. And, and, and I made a lot of money doing those things. And, um, I learned a lot about business on the street. I learned a lot about um, interacting with people and reading people and um, in a way that I probably wouldn't have learned in school. Um, yeah. I was sixth grade education, um, but I was very successful um, with business. But I didn't, you know, it's funny because I had a very unorthodox style, obviously, because I didn't have any education. Sure. So due to my, my lack of education, it's, you know, the street wisdom and, Intuition is where I picked up a lot of, well, picked, picked up most of it, you know, most of everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that saying, and they say when it takes a village, that's basically how I figured everything out was around the people around me um, at whatever particular space I was at is, was, my, was my class or my school. Yeah, I was, I've always thought that um, the education system actually takes away 
people's creativity and individuality because everybody's got to fit into this pattern of being normal, whatever the fuck normal is. And uh, so they've got to fit in, you've got to sort of fit into the system. And I think it takes away cre- uh, creativity and it stops you being um, a very successful person, you know, and, and people always push you into the safe things, go and work in a bank or go and, you know, something that's boring as batshit and uh, further takes away people's incentive. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, the one thing with, with, with schools and the school systems is if you really think about a child and the way a child's mind works and expression and, and when you feel good and, and you emote your emotions, it's when you, when you sing and when you art. But the first things they do in school um, with money is they take art away. They, they take these, 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 the, the, the basics that, that a child needs to grow, yeah. creativity, to create, to feel good, to inspire, you know, so to, to walk out your door every day. So that's the last thing I think that you'd want to do to a child is take things away that make them grow. And that's really the first thing they do uh, um, with a lot of the educational systems in, in the United States that I know of. Yeah. That, that's true. I, I, I often talk about, you know, or most people talk about STEM, um, the need to, to learn the, the STEM um, disciplines. And really what we should be learning is STEAM. The, there should be an A smack in the middle of that for arts because the first thing that goes and the first and the government doesn't subsidise it subsidises every other bloody thing but it doesn't subsidise the arts it doesn't subsidise music and that's um, in my view that's criminal because that's where creativity see, is right so when you think about that you think about like how we are as, as earthlings right what we need we we, we are really we're, we are born we're, we're made from love we that's who we are yeah. so with music and art got to express ourselves in and in, in brings us to that heart center yeah. and you know the, the problem is is that we're looking at all the programming that we see in society and tv and judgment and people telling us that we're less than you know as kids so that's the way I grew up, you know, my whole life. Cause I was, but I'd want to take what I didn't have because I wanted nice shoes and I wanted the things I saw on TV and, you know, all the things that I didn't have. Um, I just, I didn't, I, I kind of knew what I knew what was in front of me, yeah. you know? So at the ripe old age of 48, you know, when I met my, by the way, when I met my, my first wife, my first date with my wife, I was being held at a gunpoint with a gun in the back of my head. And yeah. <laughs> that's incentive. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it wasn't her, by the way, doing it. <laughs> no, it <was laughs> probably her father. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it was somebody there looking for drugs, um, you know, and, and so she showed up minutes later and luckily didn't run past them. And long and short of it was that was our first, not that point. Four hours later, I came back and we met because I had to go take care of what I had to deal with. And we ended up um, staying in hotels for about three weeks because I couldn't go home at the time. And we ended up becoming, you know, very close. And we talked yeah. about, you know, our lives together. And she, her life was a, there was a mini series in a book on her story and her life rights because she'd been emancipated at 14 right. um, due to the fact that her her dad had been in, um, involved with organized crime. And, and so she, so she wasn't in shock at what happened to me. Yeah. Um, 
but which was good, which was good. So she stuck around, is what I'm saying. Um, and but we decided like we're going to have four kids, and so I, I I loved her enough to where I said I'm going to take all these things I learned on the street and use my unorthodox style and try to force feed it into what people call you know a businessman in my right. own my my own version of what that was. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Uh, if if you look at most businessmen, they're very regimented and reg. Reg, regimented, whatever the word is, and you know the the grey suits, grey ties, grey mind mentality. Um, it it doesn't help the world at all, and and they they're selfish and greedy. You know the average business person, which also is against what the world's about. I reckon. So yeah, one of the most important aspects of the events that followed was. You know, realizing how people view mental health issues, how easy it is for people to um, label those that are not conforming to expected behavior crazy. Like, Joey, look at your life. You're a fuck up. You're crazy. And the system doesn't help you, does it? No, it doesn't. So, look, the, the, the reality is is we are all spiritual beings, right? Yeah. Having a human experience. And a lot of people don't think like that, but if, if they can, I was lucky enough to get to this point to understand that, that meaning that we're passing through, right? right. And a hearse doesn't have luggage racks. because <laughs> you can't take this shit with you. <laughs> That's so, true. I never thought about that. So, That's funny. <laughs> right. So for me, all of a sudden, like the ripe old age of 48, I was. I started waking up at three in the morning, and I'd start meditating, which I'd never done before. Yeah. So I didn't know. I was like, what, "What's this all about?" Next thing you know, I started to pick up on energy and feel things. And I went to my. She's now my ex-wife. I was married for twenty-one years and four kids. But I went to her and I said, "I could feel energy, and I could feel people communicating with me." And she, at the time, it was cute. You know, it was kind of funny because I was. But I was lucid. I was acting different though. Because imagine now. Imagine what I just said to you now. Now, really think about what I just said to you. Yeah. Okay? I just started feeling right. people talking to me from a different realm. Okay? So when I say that, I, and, and, and I wasn't crazy. So now when that, so, so the way I understood the world was so as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm dying. I must be dying because why would spirits be talking to me? So I started speaking to my dad. All right, well, I'm going to drive a truck off a cliff, I think, or something. I started trying to plan out how I was going to die. So I ruled that out because I didn't die a couple times, obviously. And not, meaning, like, I was sitting there waiting for something to happen to me. Besides, you probably, <laughs> you probably didn't own a truck. No, I did, I did have a truck. I did. I did. Okay. But, it, but, but the thing was is that you, you rule these things out. Like, for me, my, my mind started kind of, kind of processing the information of what was happening to me. And, and trying to understand and comprehend it because the way that we're taught, the way that we, we know everything our whole life, you know? Yep. We see these things in movies and hear them in movies, but for it to happen to me, for a street person, give me a break, man. No, this doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? So did, but, you, did, um, you, did you ever sit there and go, shit, Joey Natalo really is crazy. Did that ever sort of cross your mind? No, 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 no. I think, 
I think I asked myself, you know, like, of course you're like, what you, yeah, you question everything, but it's not, you never hang on that question long enough because if you did, you'd probably go crazy. Yeah. So I think ultimately you were like, what's going on? What am I doing? You, you want to understand, are you lucid? You start processing things, looking, then you want to understand because it feels so good in that realm that you kind of want to stay there. So now you're trying to understand how that realm can exist and how this world can be here at the same time. So then your mind is trying to rationalize all that shit and how people are treating one another when you start to see that there's something else after this. And you go, wait a minute. And then you start to feel part of the planet. You start to feel like part of everyone is part of connectedness. It's like a oneness. And I didn't understand that because I was like, I started, I go, wait a minute. Am I gay? Like, why am I so sensitive all of a sudden? And, and, and I didn't understand what I was going through. And people, so, so I ended up in a mental institution, right? Yeah. I, 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 I went there. I told them, I told them, I went first, I, look, at, I ended up, I went first to a, a doctor. I ended up at a hospital because my, my ex-wife called the, the, the paramedics. They checked me, went to a hospital. As soon as the hospital said he says he heard voices, I got 5150 Fifty-one fifty. I lost all my rights, and they said they started saying I had schizophrenia and I was bipolar and every other thing under the. Yeah. You know, I was, and now look at. I don't want to complain or sound like a complainer and and, and and say how horrible it was, which it was. It was really fucked, by the way. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it was great because I wouldn't be here now. So ultimately, all these things happen for a reason, and and it's really it's. You know, it's learning to. In, in, to look at the things that happen to you in life and, and, and persevere from them. So for me being in that mental institution, I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't feel crazy. And so the next thing was, is I wanted to get out of there. But what I started to understand as I, when I was out was seeing how they treated people in there, like, you know, like in the fifties, if you were gay, they would say that you were crazy. Cause yeah. when you're crazy, they take your rights away. You know, yeah. that there's no, and there's no, it's hard to get a second opinion on crazy. If someone goes that guy, if you've been 50 or 50, that guy, well, I'm not crazy anymore. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Okay. Yeah. So, it doesn't work like that. So how did you get out? So, well, because I wasn't crazy and I had an attorney and as soon as I got pissed, they, they were worried because they were like, okay, lawsuits coming. This guy sounds a little bit too lucid for us. I was protecting the people inside this um, mental institution because they were hurting them. And so then when I left there, I had this burning desire and uh, to, well, I, I ended up in India. Okay. I ended yeah. up feeding homeless people, ended up traveling to India, became a Kundalini Go ahead. What made you go to India? Did you just spin the globe and say, pin the tail on the donkey and wow, this is India? How did well, no, what, what I did was as soon as I got out of the mental institution, yeah. um, I ended up at a Kundalini yoga um, facility. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Kundalini yoga? No, I'm not. Okay, Kundalini yoga. Um, is you know is yoga and, and what it helps you uh, for me what it was is when I went to this class and she's now my teacher Tage um, I Nine Treasures Yoga is right. for yoga studio in Hollywood um, I started doing Kundalini yoga I told her that while I was picking up on on this on this um, on these people that were trying to communicate with me and she fully understood what was happening and 
I became a Kundalini yoga instructor and headed off to India. Right. So how long were you in India? The first time, I think a couple of weeks, because I was, I was, on, I went to India. Like I, I left because my, what happened was I could my, my ex-wife said I couldn't come home unless I took medication. Right. And so I wouldn't take medication. And so the problem was, is when I went to these hospitals, I was at several hospitals. I was at this UCLA medical, the, the, their mental institution, the same day Kanye West was there on the same day. But like, I mean, my ex-wife was bouncing me out of so many places because she wasn't getting the diagnosis that she wanted to hear. Right. Um, and, and I wasn't going to take medication. I just, I just, I felt to me like, look, it's like if you're, you imagine if you, you're, you drive a bumper car, right? Right. Well, when I went through my awakening, it was like flying a plane. How could you ever go back to a damn bumper car? So the last thing I was about to do is going to go stick some medicine in my mouth and go drive that bumper car again. Sure. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, and so that's, that's, that's actually what led me to India because I probably would have freaked because being away from my four kids and everything, but I had to understand what was happening to me and due to the fact that this was an energy based symptom that medical professionals don't understand this. They don't, they're not, they're not taught to deal with an energy based symptom, you know? So that's where Kundalini yoga, um, ended up saving my life really is what happened. So what, what is the space between what, what's your mission and what can we expect from the, um, upcoming episodes of the podcast series? Uh, space between um, when I was in India, um, I came up with an idea uh, to do a podcast. And at the time, I, I wasn't sure exactly. It kind of laid out. It, it, it came in in different pieces because the information didn't just all come. And I wrote it down like a business plan, like right. I normally would have done. You know, it came in pieces during this the travels of this me going to India and Egypt and all these places. Um, and the space between is that intangible space that's different for everybody. It's a hypothetical space. It's, you know, in between here and there, right. you know, when we pass, it's another realm. Um, and, and so that space that we, we all are able to tap into, which I learned to tap into, and it's that space between and, and, and really like people like Kelly Slater, people that are doing amazing things, hitting their full potential is really those people are channeling, right? They don't say it, but they're, they're doing amazing. They're doing superhuman things. And, and we all have these gifts, but, and, and, and our bodies are really instruments and we're not taught how to fully use them. Right. So that's really what these events are about is to bring them into lower income neighborhoods like where I was from because that's that's who I was I was that kid and 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 with with yoga and meditation show these kids what their instruments about and really show them in a way like I don't want to tell them because they seem a little bit hyper that I'm going to give them some Ritalin or some bullshit in their face so that they change the structure of the way their mind sure. is supposed yeah. to grow yeah that's like come on that's like so we're going to keep doing that I'm look at I think medicine is cool but I just feel that we just, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. I'm just saying, look at all I'm saying is I don't want to bang the drum and, 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 and I'm not trying to fight and say, don't do this. Don't all I'm saying is that have a second opinion. Yeah. But 
the United States is only 200 years old, okay? Yeah. And so when you're talking about the Indian, like the lineage of 5,000 years old, it fully understands what, that's why yoga has been around. It's in, in what yoga stands for is a union with God, okay? Union, a union, yoga. And so when you do this and you, you tap and you go inside, that's, that's really what we're trying to do is go, that's what we need to do. But everybody's out searching for the answer for somebody else or looking for somebody to tell them what the, 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 the secret, you know, like yeah. what, what, what is, but it's really inside us. We all, we're, we are our own guru yogis. We have to believe in ourselves and with meditation and with yoga is what helped me silence all the madness and kind of go inside and really figure out who I was. Right. And then with that, that's really when everything opened up for me. And I found myself. I started to love myself. So what's coming up on forthcoming episodes? Um, well, next coming episodes will be with uh, Akon's coming up. Um, we have some of the artists. Um, Dave Navarro is on um, coming a, up. A lot a, of people. He's a with, cool with, dude. Dave Navarro is real cool. Yeah, you know really what's funny cool. is I just do you know do you are you familiar with Emmanuel Kelly? No, I'm not. Okay, he's he's a performer um, that he performs with Chris Martin um, once in a while. He was he won the X Factor uh, years ago oh, in right. Australia. Okay, but um, I was just introduced. Well, I knew him from a year ago because he was working with me on this. But there's somebody that uh, runs Metal, a founder of Metal, Ken Ken Wachowski, Ken Wachowski, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ken recently just uh, called me about a couple of weeks ago because they were doing a, a nonprofit event for a friend of mine, Emmanuel Kelly. Right. So that's why I remember I recognized uh, Metal. That's the name of the organization, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you come to join up with Disclosure Fest and Michael Beckwith and Acom? How did you how did you get together? It's it just was uh, it, all on that journey to India, to Egypt. Um, over the course of a couple of years, I, I mean, I used my phone, but when when I started to get into yoga and understanding this other, let's say these other possibilities that that we have, and explore them, I, I started to tap into, um, you know, channeling and understanding what the universe could bring me. And right. so even when I met Akon, Akon wasn't set up by agents. That that it wasn't set up by agents. None of none of none of this was set up or any of it was done by that. It was all done by downloads and spiritual information. That's it. Not by phone. Like it was a completely way of doing bu- different doing business because I was doing it based on 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 my spiritual belief. Right. You know, and that's how come I was drawn to Akon, and, and that's how come I was drawn to. Reverend Michael Beckwith, you know, yeah. these people, you know, all of a sudden when, when I started to vibrate a certain way, I started bumping into the people that vibrated the same way. Right. So, Joey, what can people expect to experience at the Acon Lighting LA, which is next weekend in Los Angeles? What can people expect? Um, you know, I would like everyone uh, to just have a real community feel and and just feel like a walk in the park, actually. But with art and with music, it's really disguising things because really, one we have these amazing panel of speakers, and um, and to hear what they have to talk about and to talk, you know, the, to talk about 
bringing yoga and meditation into correctional facilities. Like they they did some trials in inner city schools in Los Angeles, and you know instead of detention, they switched it with meditation. Right. Right. So think of the word. Think of the word detention. And now think of the word meditation. Yeah. So what they did was they, they, they just flipped this. You have the same room and people, what they do is sit there and do whatever, but they changed it. And the people had to be quiet. And you know what it did? It cut the violence down by 50% at the school. Yeah. So I can all that. they had, all they had to do is just do this one little flip meditation versus detention. Yeah. Now, these little things that we can do if we really want to help society, if we really want to help homeless and mental wellness, right? We're spiritual beings. And, and even with addiction and spirituality, you start to hear voices and do things. I don't think you have people walking down the street screaming, roll them. Right. I know because I was, I had, I was a look at, I was able enough to have the, the mental stability to able to, 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 to go, okay, wait a minute, hold on a minute. I don't feel crazy. This, all, this, is, this isn't what I've been taught, but, but let me see how I can get through this. And, and with people with like Agape and Reverend Michael Beckwith, they have the tools for people that are going through these experiences. Yeah. That, yeah, and that's how I came together with ASSIST, right? I was yeah. like, look at these guys are doctors and therapists that are training people what a psychosis is versus a spiritually transformative experience. Now, that is the key. Like, like when you start to look at that and see, it's how you treat a human being. If you're, if you're really loving somebody from the heart, we all wake up. Look at how many times have you woke up and just felt a little off? Everybody wakes up sometimes feeling sure. a little off, right? Yeah, yeah well, sure. That's, right. It, it, it's, it's dealing with it. It's dealing with it the, in the day of. And, and, and so you want to be switched on. You want to be lit. You want to be up. You know, so like with, in the way of doing it is by taking care of your, your body and who you are, your frame, your temple, who you, you know, are. you can't think that you're going to do amazing things in the world if you're pouring alcohol and, you know, drugs and the things you're listening to. It just, for me, I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it can't work for somebody else. I, I've been there. I've done that, and it just didn't. I mean, I was able to to be very successful, but I wasn't. I, but I wasn't going balls to the wall like that either. Yeah, you know what I mean. I raised my kids when I was much younger. I was much crazier, but it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, and I just, you know, I think it's cool to have fun and do certain things, but I, I also feel I'm a a 51 year old man with four kids, and I've taken enough from this planet, and and now to actually see, like to like to really know that that when I leave here. To my kids, and there's somewhere else I'm going. I'm like, oh damn, there's, I have work to do. Yeah, like we're we're not done when we leave here. There is a, there, like there's shit going on. Like there's spiritual, there is a spiritual world out there going on right now, breathing in and out of your lungs as we speak, happening. Right? Yeah, that's it. Breathe. <laughs> that's spirit everywhere. Right. The world, the earth, the earth is the heartbeat of the earth is pulsating. You know, and, and when we're with the, there's a shift on the planet and people would, if I woke up, I'm just, look at my name's Joe, right? I'm just yep. an average Joe. I'm, I am <laughs> just, I am, swear to you, like, like, and, and that's the thing that was so funny is when that happened to me, I was like, wait, why would this happen to someone like me? Yeah. And then finally they said, well, it happened to someone like you and we let you into the darkness just far enough to pull you out so you could help kids like yourself. And so when I heard that, I knew I was like, oh, I heard that before. So, 
that's really kind of what this event is about. Is about kids and community and and really just giving them something else, like you know, like that, like a, a conscious understanding of what's going on on the planet, like really what's going on, because what's going on on TV isn't really what's up. Yeah, that's for sure. So, right. So we're Earthlings, and this is this is our planet. I don't care what they say on TV, Pred, this, that, but we can all come together and say this is important for us to move forward, to grow, for us to grow. We have to do, these are important for our kids, these, these things, you know, to understand these things. Because if we were Buddhist, Sikh, or Native American, if I was going through an awakening like that, that, that would have been like my rite of passage, like puberty, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, and, 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 and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to feel connected to one another and want to help the world. Like, what's so bad? It's not such a bad thing. No, right? it's a great thing. So... There's so much to enjoy at this amazing festival. There's music, there's art, there's spirituality, there's food. There's a Banksy exhibition. I'm a big Banksy fan. And initiatives tackling homeless, for example, environmental issues. And and it's all a preview this weekend of a tour, a coast-to-coast tour commencing next year, stopping at all cities um, across North America. Joey, thank you very much for speaking with me on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, thank you. To get tickets for this fabulous festival, go to tickets at spacebetween.com and disclosurefest.org. Now, entries by donation, but make a really generous donation because the money goes to terrific causes, really great causes. I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business after this short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the 420th Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Absolutely No Bullshit Business Radio Show on Voice America Business Network, being broadcast today from our studios on Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, where entertainment meets technology. You know, Amazon's infiltrated almost every facet of our lives. Um, Amazon's got the capacity to be not just an e-commerce company, but a full-fledged global economy. Amazon's revenue this year will be around $350 billion. So to give you an idea of what power that represents, billion is more than the GDP of 130 countries on this planet. So what started off as an online bookstore is now a fully-fledged global economy with almost unlimited potential. Amazon can get anything to anywhere, to anyone, and fast. That kind of network power is unrivaled on this planet. Their second power centre is having immense starters on users. On first glance, you might think, hmm, Facebook probably knows 
more about most people than Amazon because everybody puts out their secrets. But that's not the case. When an organisation like Amazon knows what you spend, where you spend it, what is what you spend it on, and they've got all your financial details, they know everything about you. This is also why Google Pay has become such a focus for Alphabet. Facebook knows the person that you pretend that you are. Your banks and Amazon and Alphabet know the person that you really are because they've got the real details. Now, banks have got similar information and they've sat on it for years, but because nobody trusts banks, for them to come out and use their data to influence you, the public wouldn't stand for it. But a company like Amazon, they know where you spend it and how you spend it, and we're happy with it. And that's because more and more people are using them as a central part of their online e-commerce adventure. Have you noticed that there are now sites where you don't even need credit card details? You simply check out using Amazon Pay. You might also note Amazon having a pay by installments option. No credit, just a monthly payment amount spread over a few months for purchases. Amazon are acutely aware that if they can dial the customer's experience for e-commerce up to the absolute maximum perfect service, they can also do it for payments and finance. But the real home run is when Amazon decides to issue their own cryptocurrency. It's only a matter of time. I was speaking to somebody last night who said that China, it is very difficult to um, find people that use cash. It's nearly all non-cash. So along with Facebook's Libra, they would function as a global media of exchange across all their jurisdictions. It would also function as a rewards mechanism. So they could use their cryptocurrency to provide benefits, discounts, access to special events, broadcasts, new streaming releases, a whole range of things. And keeping financial tra uh, transactions with their in, within their own network would allow the expansion of Amazon payments into the real world. Need some groceries? Pay with their cryptocurrency. Need to fill up your car? Pay with Amazon's cryptocurrency. What about flights or a holiday? Pay with Amazon's cryptocurrency. Pay with the cryptocurrency you've earned throughout the year and get a discount when you book through Amazon. Wow. Now that's serious power. The next step for the big tech companies is frictionless money and payments, i.e. crypto. They can't do that with the bureaucracies of government. Government's going to muck around forever bringing in digital money. So these big firms will do it themselves and everybody will use it and cut out governments. Remember, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Get out of the road and let somebody who wants to achieve and succeed get past you. Don't hinder them. It's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary. Anybody can do the ordinary. Walk down the street, millions of people, all ordinary. And if you're always trying to be normal, you'll always be boring and you'll never know how amazing it can be if you just 
bite off more that you, than you can chew and chew like hell. In the meanwhile, have a great week. Continue to be successful because the alternative to success is failure and failure really sucks. This is Bob Pritchard broadcasting today from Hollywood, California, where technology meets entertainment. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.